If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to We Say Things, episode 65. Sun Sven here with Cinderin. It has been a long time since I've talked to you personally, Cinderin. Okay. How are you doing? How's life? How's your face? Your decorations uh, of your wall are really good. It looks thank you. Like yeah, you're really yeah. progressing. Yeah, I've uh, I've upgraded my wall a lot. Might have another insect on it now since last time. So, do you guys get a lot of insects there? In the current weather, if you have your window open at night, then yeah, you do get insects. What kind um, of insects are we talking? Nothing dangerous. Mainly like mosquitoes mm-hmm. or daddy long legs kind of thingies. Oh, I guess. Are there so. any insects that you are terrified of? No. Really? You won't scream like a little baby? With no. Even if a huge tarantula showed up in your house, you wouldn't go crazy. But they don't exist here. Oh. So, so I don't know. Nothing scares you <laughs> in Denmark because everything is just so clean. <laughs> Nothing's yeah, dangerous. Very, re- relatively harmless. I yeah. see. Okay, good to I hear. I don't know. I don't really want to think about having a tarantula in my house, to be honest. <laughs> I've seen one Doesn't dead matter. in my backyard before. Mm, nice. It was very scary. Anywho, yeah, I can imagine. things that are not scary are our amazing patrons, Cinderman. Uh, the InBruge tier, of course, is the highest that we can offer <laughs> uh, our... Beautiful, beautiful viewers that have supported us throughout the the months now that we've had this available. Uh, would you like to... I, I can't remember who did the first half last time around. I'll take the first half. Thank okay. you. <clears throat> Thank you to Real Life Pepega, Jimson Juice, Bacon, No Not That Bacon, The Other Bacon, Lick, Puco, Tickles, Shark Trademark, Hoey Joey 988, Xbox Sex Enthusiast, Thank you, whoever that is. That is a great name. <laughs> Freshly seasoned goat balls. Change will happen. Poop feast for twenty. Do you like Tony Parker? No, actually, I do not. I don't hate him. It's a basketball player, by the way, that cheated on Eva Longoria. Uh, but you know, personal life is personal life. Ben Broomhead has a broomhead. Ben Jackson is superior. And my boy Dop, who still does not have an artifact key. Valve, please God, give it to him. I'm begging you. Syndrome. You seem more passionate about getting him an artifact key than me. Yeah, I don't care about you. You didn't play yeah, Valorant? You haven't that's... watched in Bruges? Like, what do I care? Who gives a shit? That's, that's all right. I understand. Uh, all right, second half. Chosnick means garlic. Oh, nice. There, we, there it is. Now we got it. Lovely. Fane underscore man. The ball's in Ben Jackson's court. What am I supposed to do? Change my name twice in a row? That's poor sportsmanship. Ben Broom. Huh. Yeah, it's actually cut yeah. off. I don't know if it's maybe. Yeah, Ben Broomhead. I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. Pitch Black Fellowship of the Ping DG Terry Tip Wooden Aftertaste Dun Talk The Coward Dyslexic Lawyer Anonymous and Ronnie Keel. Thank Excellent. you guys so much as always for being in the Inbrush tier. And anybody that's watch- watching or listening to this episode, or whatever, uh, if you do want to support the podcast, you can go to Patreon.com/slash We Say Things. Uh, there's very differently priced tiers with different incentives. So you can also just chip in a little bit if you feel like giving a tip and helping the podcast keep running. So thanks to everybody who has done that and keeps yes. doing it. We really do appreciate that very, very much. I appreciate it more than Cinderin, though. If we had okay. to have a contest between the two, it's me. Okay, let's be real. But great news, Cinderin, in the NBA bubble in oh Orlando. The Phoenix Suns. I... I feel like just by saying this, it, it it doesn't feel real. And I'm sure by tomorrow, I'm going to be crying in my sleep. But the Suns are the only undefeated team 
in the bubble. They're six and zero. They're destroying every team, some of which don't play their best players. But that is beside the point. They're destroying everybody, Cinderin. We came in last in the bubble. Every single article omitted the Suns' name from being a possibility of making the playoffs. And the sad reality is, even if we go 8-0, which is looking very possible now, we still might not <laughs> make the playoffs, <laughs> which disgusts me. Either the Grizzlies have to lose... This is my math, so it could be wrong. Either Grizzlies have to lose two games, or the Blazers have to lose one of their next two, which it's possible, but again, a lot of people are resting their starters. But even worst case, we don't make... Okay, I should preface this. Even if we go 8-0... And one of those two things happens. We get the ninth seed, and we still have to do a play-in where we have to win two in a row. So we have to go 10-0 and zero for even a remote possibility to make the playoffs. And if we do that, we face the number one team in the NBA, the Lakers, who will destroy us. Uh, and I hate them. Uh, but yeah, the Suns are playing very well center. Even if we don't make the playoffs, I'm very proud of my boys. Devin Booker hit a game winner the other day, and it's good. Even you would have been excited, Cinderin. I promise. I'm very Try happy. Me. Very, very happy with the Suns, which doesn't come. Good around. job, thank Good you. Good job, the That's Suns. Let's for. go. Just give me a. You pat can't on the say back thank you. You didn't do anything. I have supported them literally my whole life. So yes, I have. How dare you? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think you were the reason they won last time. That's an interesting thing you bring up because I am very not superstitious, and I've come to realize that people that follow the NFL especially are very uh, superstitious. NBA, a little bit. They're also suspicious a bit in some certain areas. But the NBA, it's not as much. But most people have a little bit of superstition. Would you say that you have anything? No. Okay. Not a surprise. Okay. So let's just brush up real quick on the Omega League action that you and I have been casting. We actually only have one day left, which makes me really sad. For us, uh, yeah. For us, yes, which will the, be Thursday. The, the groups still have more to go. Yeah, so we're right now we're casting the Divine League, uh, and then after we're done casting, I believe the group stage for the big boys, Tier 1 teams, begin. Uh, yeah. But the games have been a lot of fun, and I've enjoyed casting with you as usual, Cinderman. Do you have anything to you say too. about these games that we've, we've witnessed so far? Uh, I think there's been... Quite a lot of relatively one-sided or very one-sided games. I just think there's a quite big span in teams, uh, in quality of teams in these qualifiers. Uh, in the Immortal League qualifiers, which we cast earlier on, um, there was definitely a pretty big difference. And now that we're in the Divine League, the difference is probably getting even bigger, uh, where some of the teams that maybe just made, were just short of getting into Immortal are now stomping in the divine league um so so yeah we'll see how it all plays out uh of course like you said the the big immortal league with the big teams is starting august 14th uh and it will be covered from ukraine uh where quite a lot of talent has flown in and gone through extensive corona testing and everything to be there on site because obviously traveling internationally right now is really difficult uh, but they've made it work one and of the few countries that's accepting it. Americans, apparently, because yes. half the talent is American. I was shocked. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty unusual. Um, so yeah, they found a way to make it work, which is impressive. So hats off, as always, to to the boys over at WePlay and uh, Epicenter, who are working mm-hmm. together on this, as far as I'm aware. Yep. Um, yeah, should be, should be cool. Like I said, I think it was last episode or the episode before, once this Immortal League starts on August 14th, this might be the best tournament for the rest of the year. Uh, with the current global lookout, uh, it's hard to say if we're going to get an actual land for the rest of the year. Maybe we will have one. Um, but in terms of online, there are so many good teams in the Western, qual- uh, in the Western Immortal Division, at least. Uh, the Asian tournament doesn't have... Well, the Asian tournament is done, first of all. Is it? No, wait, it's not done. Never mind, it starts... It's it's been running since August first, but their playoffs are August seventeenth to twenty second. So there's also still going to be Asia going. My bad. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, the Western tournament is 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 stacked. Secret, Navi, Liquid, VP, Fly to Moon, EG is playing. OG, mm-hmm. Alliance, Nigma, NIP, 
And then the two qualifying teams, which we can now say qualified from the Immortal Qualifier, are five men, who many will not know by name because it's a totally new stack, which is Ace, Chessy, Zibe, Misery, and Pylai Dai, and then Viking.gg, uh, who most people know by now as so kind of the... So the, there's five men the in the Immortals, and in Divine, there's five comrades, not to be confused, of course, different teams yeah. entirely, which we cast yesterday, which include the yep. likes of Exotic Deer, which... One name I did recognize, and my personal favorite name, Davai Lama. Might be the best name of anyone in Dota right now. I really like saying that name over and over. Uh, but yeah, games have been fun to cast. Um, I mean, I, I'm going to kind of... I think I've said this before, but it feels like I'm not playing as much Dota as of recently um, because there hasn't really been a patch that's kind of inspired confidence. Maybe that's not the right word, but it's just kind of like... I mean, have you been playing less Dota as well, I believe? A lot of World of Warcraft, or so you tell me. At least that's your excuse every time I invite you to play something. You know? <laughs> Sorry, I'm yes. busy. Yeah, very busy. Yeah. But casting has, it's still, I find it really fun. Uh, I'm enjoying it a lot. Um, even though it really fucks up my schedule so bad. <laughs> Holy shit, yeah. I've been so the tired. times we have right now, yeah. Uh, next thing on the list, Cinderin. This is just a rumor, but again, there hasn't really been anything of note, I want to say, this past week again, which it might be two weeks in a row now, I believe, mm. uh, in terms of like, and we'll talk about the battle pass and stuff they haven't come out with, but uh, this is just a rumor, but supposedly FY and maybe, also known as Somnus, have already left, I believe, PSG to LGD. What do you think of of the, that news of course of the chinese players that i think the western audience have heard of these two are definitely up there fy especially i think they're the two biggest names in the west actually these two exactly uh for, for if you chinese don't include Dota, like Eight and like the old school players that aren't playing anymore. i'm not even sure like okay maybe burning but like out of active players now, I think maybe an FY probably have the most fans in the West. That would be my guess, at least most people that know them. And I think FY is number one. Uh, these two players are incredible. Those, they've been in tons of finals and won lands for a reason. Um, but LGD just haven't been looking good for quite an extensive period of time. I think they've, they've given this year a fair shot. They've swapped around some things and it just doesn't seem like it really clicks. And maybe now the org and the players are reaching a point where they're like, okay, we need to shift up more drastically. Mm. Uh, it is a rumor, uh, but there's been some, um, there's been some potential rosters posted, uh, which, you know, we'll just wait and see if uh, what, what comes true and what doesn't. But there could be a big Chinese shuffle coming. And these are two players you look out for no matter what team they go to, obviously. Um, yep. But yeah. It's kind of the end of an era if uh, if LGD truly switch out because that's been like they've kind of until I want to say half a year ago they've kind of been one of the two just stable king teams of China right there's been them and Vici Gaming who have consistently done very very well both locally and internationally <clears throat> but as it usually is uh, in Dota teams don't stay together forever so yeah, I think since TI nine they've they've underperformed quite a bit. Yeah. Which, basically. I mean, there were excuses at first about the fact that there weren't, you know, it was kind of the TI blues, I guess you can call it. I mean, usually you see the, the fall off from the team that wins. Cause they're, uh, I mean, I think it could happen to anybody at TI, but it's just more noticeable when it's a top two team. Right. Or at least yeah. for the previous year. Uh, but either way, we'll be interested to see what comes of that. Uh, uh, we're not going to spend much time on this one. <laughs> Arcana vote, guys. <laughs> there's some people that really hate us talking about this. I don't know why. Uh, when there's nothing to talk about, I think it's fine. But just to get you guys updated on very important cosmetic things that are happening, Lion beat Marana by a slim margin. Oh, wow. I didn't Void think that was absolutely destroyed ck i think he yeah, had around 10 million votes when i checked sniper has beaten ta no surprise and am has beaten ricky so that is your is that, that that's the quarter finalist for the left side of the bracket so that's the update yeah. in regards to that very nice yes i i'm really happy to hear your reaction to that well you're happy with the lion i'm sure 
But he's going to get destroyed by Boyd, so who cares? Thank God. It's like literally no fucking way. <laughs> thank God for that. Uh, I don't have this on the list, but I think it's worth talking about the fact that they just haven't come out with anything of note in the last two weeks. The If you look at the prize pool graph, it's getting closer, Cinderin, to touching last year, mm-hmm. which means, I mean, I would be beyond shocked if this week they don't come out with one, maybe even two things. Uh, there's Probably. still the Pudge, there's still the Windrunner, there's still the Announcer Pack, and yeah. not sure what else on top of that. But Do you think they're actually looking at the graph? Uh, I was going to ask you, do you think, how many of those things do you think are ready? None. Well, you mean... You think none we, of them are made? Like right now, or at the beginning yeah. of the Battle Pass? Right now. Oh, right now. Uh, I mean, the Announcer Pack has to be done. That's super easy takes literally a day if they really want to just scrap it out there it's not it's more about the pledge and the winner i mean it depends how many voice lines the guy needs to record right it doesn't necessarily just take it is it a full announcer pack or is it just a mega i thought it was just mega kills i'm not sure i thought it was a full announcer pack okay if it's a full announcer pack then that's a little different mega kills is i mean yeah mega kills is fast yeah uh I mean, I know for a fact that there's no way they have any of these items even started before the battle pass which i think Mm -hmm. I personally don't have a problem with this, but a lot of people feel like that is disingenuous to a degree that they come out with these very late into the battle pass. Do you have any opinion for or against, or are you pretty neutral in that regard? I'm pretty, I, I'm pretty neutral. Like as long as I feel like people that get the battle pass know what they sign up for to, for the most part, at least it's like, I guess what they could do is instead of just writing coming soon on stuff, they could lock themselves a little bit more to like a specific time frame. Like say the Wind Ranger comes out in August or the co-op comes out in July. So people know that, okay, when I'm paying for these levels, this is when I get my return on investment. Because when you say coming soon, then technically if you pay for something like $100 and you wait one month more than you expected, maybe that would have changed your value assessment of the deal, right? Right, um, but it's also not like but, it's only available. Like, I mean, it's only available right. during the battle pass. But if you have it, you can use it forever. It's not like it's a, yes. there's a time Correct. restriction at all. All of the things that are temporary are available the moment the battle passes out, right? So, like the game mode, that would have been bad if it came out now. I mean, it was already pretty late when it came out. To be fair, yeah. So the game mode actually is true. True, the game mode, but the game mode is free for everyone. So you didn't need to buy the battle pass for that one. And then, but it was advertised as part of the battle pass. I don't believe they ever said it was yeah. free, right? I guess that's true. I mean, I maybe know, they I think did. They announced I, it was free. Okay. I think they announced it was free from the start. I think so. Right. I don't. Uh, that, and the other thing that is temporary is voice lines. For example, they were all available right on launch. So I think the temporary stuff is pretty well covered, and then the everlasting stuff is could maybe use a little bit more of a release time. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I really. I could. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, this week they, they got to come out with something. Uh, might as well make predictions. The, I don't think the announcer pack is going to move the needle in any way. Uh, it might just Not come much. out with, with something. Like It might come out with the Pudge, for example. I think it's actually interesting. Even though Pudge is the most popular hero basically forever, I think the Windrunner one will be more exciting to people. Because... Yeah. Pudge just has so many ridiculous items already. Like my, and you've Pudge seen my persona. Yeah, I mean it is a persona. And Winners and Arcana. So. Right. So yeah, we'll see. I think they probably end with Windrunner, is my guess, and come out with Pudge and the announcer pack this week or something like that. But we'll see. Probably something like that. Uh, okay, Twitch we're off of Dota already. That's all that happened this week, aka nothing. Uh, Twitch Prime has now become Prime Gaming, and as far as I know. There's not a huge difference, or if any, other than, I believe, chat in Twitch. They have threads. Have you seen this? Like, replies in Twitch chat? I've not seen that. I'm sure somebody can illustrate for us right now, <laughs> if they want. Of course, the in the VOD, people will not see this. But it's an interesting little twist to chat. I Like, when I use OBS to stream, it has the chat built in, and that is not updated, because I didn't see it at all. But if you have the dashboard open or just regular Twitch... It does show, and it's kind of weird. Maybe it just takes some getting used to. I don't personally love it. I don't really care either. It's 
kind of a neutral thing for me. But in addition, of course, it's basically Twitch Prime from before, and they're supposedly going to be adding a bunch of stuff uh, to come. So I guess the reason that I don't see this reply stuff, I'm looking at Twitch chat right now. The reason I don't see the replies is that I have better TTV and Franker phases or something, or uh, I don't. I have some extensions for Twitch, uh, and when people reply to each other, they're just they're just tagging them. But you've been able to do that forever, right? right? It, so, so the I, way that I'm looking at it, it's it's not just yeah. I can see both versions right now because in my OBS, it's just tagging, but in huh. in actual Twitch, it shows the little threads now. So okay, maybe yeah. Uh, but in addition to that, uh, I guess we can briefly talk about Amazon Games, which has struggled as of recently just because they I mean they've been around for a little bit but they didn't really come out with any games until this year and this is probably the worst year to come out with brand new stuff uh, unless you're a huge huge well-known I mean Amazon's huge but people don't go to them for games right so they've Mm -hmm. come out with Crucible Uh, it was released in May that was the MOBA shooter whatever I don't know what actual genre it'd be considered Uh, actually returned to closed beta for refinement based on feedback they have an open-world MMO, which I'm sure you'll love, Cinderin. You love those MMOs, uh, called New World, which is delayed from August to 2021 now. Apparently, Good. Can I just say that yes. again? Like I've said this before on the podcast, I like when games are delayed. It's a good thing now. It's good because so much shit gets released that's trash. It's not ready. It just gets released because people prepaid for it and their stakeholders that really need their games to get out there immediately and rake in the profit. And then the games fucking suck. And 70% of the player base is gone after the first month. And instead, if you could wait half a year or a year and actually finish your damn game and then release it, that gets a big thumbs up for me. Wow. So shout out, shout out to my boys at Team Meat for still not releasing Super Meat Boy Forever because I want the game to be awesome. So you take your time and release it when it's done. All right. Thank you. That is the angriest I've ever heard you. I was almost expecting a curse word. It almost <laughs> came out. I know you're feeling it deep in your in your noggin there, but that's great to hear, Sinner. I'm so glad that you're very passionate about games being delayed. I'm I'm glad that the masochistic masochistic nature of yourself is truly coming to light. Uh, but oh, wouldn't you agree though? Wouldn't you rather wait another half year? Let's say there's a game you were really excited about, like Artifact Two. Uh, let's say Valve said this game is not ready for another year. Right. I think a lot of people will be really disappointed and will be like, "Oh my god, why isn't it ready?" Mm. And then, but like, how would you think about it? When you'd be like, "Okay, that means there, there's a lot they're working on. They're really trying to make it good." Uh, to me, it inspires hope in the game that it gets delayed. Yeah. Mm, what's the best way to respond to this? I think the. Mm, <laughs> um, so Valve as a company is very weird so i don't think my reaction to what like a delay from them would be equivalent to any other game studio because okay if they were to delay artifact 2 again uh i mean they're doing it kind of openly right now so i i don't mind the way that they're doing it other than the invite system but like for all i know two people are working on that game you know like any other company you know that there's a large team working on the game because they're they feel passionate Mm -hmm. about it whatever the case may be valve employees can kind of work on whatever the hell they want which Probably not many people even right now are working on Artifact, which you know makes me sad, but I'm sure they're working on Underlords 2.0, uh, which is going to be big. But yeah, anyway, the New World game was delayed as well. Uh, they're working on a Pac-Man available to play directly inside Twitch. That's interesting. <laughs> How would that work? It just like covers the part of the screen of the streamer? I can't even picture. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, I guess you're just playing Pac-Man on top of the streamer or something. I mean, if they're really boring, it's great. You know, you can <laughs> support your boring streamers. And then the last thing, which is kind of the thing we can discuss a little bit here, it, there, Amazon or yeah, Amazon Games has been rumored to be involved in a cloud gaming project named Project Tempo, which is now slated for 2021. So. Basically, all these large companies are jumping on this cloud gaming bandwagon. We saw the Google Stadia came out and was an absolute utter failure. Xbox recently came out with something in regards to cloud gaming. I forget what it's actually called, but it has something to do with them closing uh, Mixer and teaming up with Facebook. 
What are your thoughts? Like, do you think that this is actually going to be a thing? Because right now it's like in concept, I understand that it, it does sound cool for the future, but right now it sounds awful in execution. I mean, I I have I have no idea about all of this cloud gaming stuff. Like, we were also excited, or well, I don't know if we were excited, but we thought something like Stadia could become a big thing. There was the mm-hmm. whole uh, the whole Steam. What is it called on Steam? Steam Link? Is that what it's called? Or is that? Am I miss, missing? Steam Link a, is a little different. Steam Link uses your actual computer. Uh, like if I'm yeah, downstairs, I can use Steam Link to. Right. It, Wasn't Steam also working lines. on something similar? Or am I mistaken here? Was Valve not doing a cloud thingy? Maybe uh, they weren't. I, no, I believe they. I don't know if it's the same project. It might be a separate one, but I know Steam Link has been kind of transformed to be. I mean, in conjunction with Remote Play, I suppose as well. But. Okay. Like Steam Link before, you had to be in the same network of your your own house to be able to use it. But now you can use it, you know, wherever. Okay. Uh, which um, is okay for some games, like Artifact. But but cloud gaming, the way that I understand it, the way it, you're playing on a like a third party server still, like literally yeah. all of that shit is coming from something. It's not your computer at all, and that's the big difference yeah. that I find. Um, I mean, we've yeah. we've talked about it before. How we think the the technology or the idea of it is super promising for some things. Um, just haven't really heard much of the implementation being used very much yet so i just i just don't know if they're making a system like if they're making a system for a demand that isn't there like that's what i'm wondering here is how many people are actually going to use this well it it Uh, sounds more like setting things up for the future and nobody wants to miss that that bandwagon right right that's often how it goes with this stuff yeah I mean, for all I know, like I haven't really looked into this as much. I've just seen some, like a lot of people complain about Stadia, but it might be the games more than the actual actual execution of the cloud gaming itself. You know, uh, yeah, that remains to be seen. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, in other news, Doctor Disrespect is back, and it's just so. This is such a weird story. So if you guys don't remember, he had this really weird last stream on Twitch. Then he was permanently banned. And there were some rumors as to what the reason was, and everybody assumed within a day or two we'd find out. Well, here we are. Uh, has it been a month? It's been longer than a month, maybe. We month and s- a no- half, I think. Nobody knows what happened, and he's streaming on YouTube now and saying that he doesn't know, even though that's obviously more of a legal thing, probably. Uh, there's been some people in the community, even Slasher, who's on our show, tweeted out originally when he got permabanned that he knew why he was permabanned, but he didn't feel right saying anything, which you know, leads more speculation. I mean, I can think of several reasons, and I'm not going to say this is the actual reason, but the first thing that popped in my mind is interaction inappropriately with like a minor. That is a reason that you would not say something publicly as a journalist, right? Because it's literally illegal to do that for a minor. But there's been no information. Nobody has any idea what's going on. Now he's streaming on YouTube. He hasn't signed any actual deals. He's hinted to the fact that he might start his own, uh, I don't know what you would call it, a streaming platform or something, but I don't know if that's going to go anywhere. He got a shit ton of viewers. I don't know the actual number, but I believe it was a around 100 to 150,000. I'm not sure if that's concurrent or total. I watched but a lot. I watched when um I watched when the stream went uh, not when it went live, but after it had been live for a little bit, mm. he had I think close to 500k concurrent. That's at the time. absurd. <laughs> yeah, but obviously the number dropped a bit over time because a lot of people myself included were there to just see what's going on, right? And not yeah. because they were actively going to watch the stream for hours on end. But mm. I think he retained after, I think I was in it for like an hour or two, I think he was still retaining over two and a half, uh, 250,000. Un- unreal. And he has not signed yeah. a contract with YouTube. Uh I mean, I'm sure part of the legal issues, I, again, I don't know the reason for the ban, but I'm sure the reason he hasn't said anything is because he will be suing them, I assume, Twitch, that is, because it's well known that he signed a multi-year contract this year, I believe. Maybe it was like a little bit last year, but it for an enormous amount of money to make sure that he didn't go to Mixer like Shroud and Ninja. I bet he regrets that because that was free money and <laughs> now they can do whatever the hell they want. Uh, but yeah, it's it's just fascinating to see somebody... That big, I mean, do you think if he if there wasn't any of this around, because like, he's used this kind of as a a platform to almost advertise himself, right? In terms of the PR mm-hmm. department, like the unknown, the mystery. YouTube is the first time he's streaming on YouTube. It's a big deal. If none of that, if he was never banned from Twitch and he just moved to YouTube, do you think that the viewership would be even remotely equivalent? No. 
I don't think so. I think it's there's built so much hype around this um, because of the mystery, right? Mm-hmm. So it's definitely from that perspective, it's a really good move, right? It's kind of I don't know if this is a good comparison, but you remember when we were talking about how we thought it was genius when Epic Games just uh, blacked out Fortnite for a yeah. day when they just made that black hole. Where if they had just released the patch, I think the hype around Fortnite 2.0 would have been way lower than when they did all this whole mystery with everything disappearing and people having to speculate. Speculation just gets people talking, right? And the more people talk, the more people hear about it who wouldn't have been introduced to it anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's just a good uh, good PR move, I think. That's why and it works no really well in gaming, I think. It works really well in gaming because of how much, how easily things spread, right? <laughs> it's true. So... <laughs> it's yeah. very accurate. Okay. Next. This one was more for you, and I didn't even ask you. Did, did you play... I can't remember. You played Diablo a lot, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the Diablo Immortal gameplay video was released. I believe this is, might have been a little over a week ago now. Uh, this is, of course, the... It, the first thing I thought of, of course, was the meme from Blizzard where, don't you guys mm-hmm. have a phone? This is Diablo on the phone. I looked at the video. It looks... I mean, it looks good, I, I think phones are getting a lot, like, phones can handle a lot of good graphics. I mean, people are playing PUBG on freaking phones. It runs better than on a computer, for God's sake. Uh, what what are your thoughts on the Diablo Immortal gameplay video? Does it excite you? It, Do you care? It looks really good for a mobile game, but it's still a mobile game. And for me, I don't, I don't know if this can... I mean, who knows when it comes out, if if I'll try it or get it or whatever, but... I'm not like a third as, as excited for this as I would be for like Diablo 4. Just a because third. I think that's very precise. Not even. <laughs> uh, I'm not very. percent then? Maybe I'm honestly four. not very excited for this. I, I looked at the trailer and I was like, yeah, it's kind of what you would imagine, right? It's Diablo on mobile. And because it's on mobile, it's way more limited. Uh, so, like, I would rather play the quote unquote full game. Uh, I'm, I know it's not the same game as Diablo 4 will be, but, you know, Diablo 4 will be a more like full experience um so I, I don't know i also find it interesting that supposedly has there been an english launch of this because the clip you linked here the the show off of the immortal gameplay is is from a chinese yeah, uh, sure. it's a chinese trailer right yeah. and i find it a really interesting strategic move if they are making a chinese trailer only for now I mean, pe- um, people shat on them when they announced this at BlizzCon. I know. That's an English And it, it, it kind of shows that they might strategically be targeting this mainly toward the Asian or the Chinese market. And then... Uh, don't you think more... that would kind of be the case anyway? I mean, not a lot. Of, I mean, don't get me wrong. A lot of Westerners use their phones to play games, but not like serious games. Like I would consider Diablo a mm-hmm. serious game. Typically, you'd play Candy Crush or whatever the fuck. I don't, I don't play any of these garbage games, but... A lot of people do. I could be wrong. I could be way off base, but I, I know from like a Chinese perspective, it's just way more lucrative in that. It, it's side of mobile the games are way bigger in Asia. I think that's fair to say. Uh, at least on average, the market there is much bigger. So, so yeah, of you... course, I mean, of course, they should target the market. But when you announce this at BlizzCon for the world to see, then you probably have an international perspective in mind, right? Mm. And maybe they've just kind of. This is so much speculation, but they might have backed down on it a little bit because they're like, okay, our Western audience wants Diablo 4, clearly, right? Um, maybe we're going to target it. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> Do you, will you buy it? That's, that's what I was saying. I have no idea. Like, Let's see when it comes out. I will buy Diablo 4. Uh, I will definitely want to play that game unless it looks absolutely fucking awful. Uh, as always, the trailer looks incredible because Blizzard's animation team is god tier still it's maybe the one one it might be the last it might be the last beacon of old blizzard that still exists when we watch they are still incredible at making trailers but everything else from the monetization of the games the actual gameplay implementation customer support fan interaction all of this i guess they got a little bit better lately with communication uh, that's what they've been getting a little bit more credit for, uh, with especially with World of Warcraft Shadowlands, that they are doing a better job communicating with the player base and trying to cater to the player to the players with what they want, as they realize that the last expansion just completely missed the mark. Like mm-hmm. uh, to many WoW players, Battle for Azeroth was the worst expansion ever. Uh, it's I think it's the only one I haven't even played actually, um, 
which I might still just divvy in my feet before Shadowlands comes out. So I've tried it, uh, but yeah, um, they're just not. It's not good old Blizzard, and hopefully they can win it back. But yeah, their animation team is amazing. So absolutely crazy good. All right. In other news, Wreckful, as we talked about a couple of weeks ago, passed. Um, and in World of Warcraft, they've made a tribute to him, Cinder. I know you know a lot more about oh. this than me, considering you've been no lifing that game. They've immortalized. Well, him. this is in this is in World of Warcraft retail. Just to clarify, what, is, I don't, uh, so what does that mean? The, <laughs> there's there's two versions of World of Warcraft to play. Uh, there's mm-hmm. the retail version, which is the most updated one, and then there's the one I'm playing, which is called WoW Classic which okay. is playing the original version of the game from before there was a single expansion. So it's the level 60 version. It's the oh. one from 2004, 5 right, So before we get into this actual topic, because this is interesting mm-hmm. now, wh- why? <laughs> why? Why is that a thing? People hate it's the expansions a much better, or something? It's a much better game. Um, like, what do you think that, what, I what feel would you like, say the player base is versus all the others? I have no idea. I don't have any data on it. Uh, but I do know there's there's a very alive, big community in Classic. There's multiple big servers that have tons of people playing. And I think, mm-hmm. so the interesting thing about that was Blizzard announced WoW Classic. And a lot of people were excited, right? They're like, oh, WoW Classic is coming out. It's going to be so awesome to relive my old stuff. And then they launched the servers. And within like one hour, the servers were at, they didn't make nearly enough capacity they had to open like another five servers the first three days or something oh to i, I meet remember the that. that's when people game. were waiting like hours to get in queue yeah. or something right yeah yeah because yeah, okay. yeah. it was super hype and obviously the player base has dwindled since then because not everybody keeps playing but there's still a lot of people playing this game um so and what, what it, makes it, it is... better than the expansions i'm so confused how that's a thing um well think of it think of it like this what's your favorite starcraft game brood war right so why is that better than starcraft 2 just more balanced and more competitive. It's not a brand new engine. More familiar. Nostalgia, mm-hmm. I suppose. Yeah. So like for this game, I think what happens to a lot of video games when they go through expansion after expansion after expansion is that in order to make expansions, you need to kind of, you know, try something new and take risks. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of the things they did in the future of the game since Classic were some of the things were good. They did a lot of good implementations and some things were bad. Uh, and they really missed the mark on on some things in particular. And what this game does a lot better than the later versions is, in quotation marks, it forces players to interact way more. It's a way more social game. You you form more connections with or friendships in the game than you do in other games because one of the things that I think they really missed the mark on in the history of the game later on is that for the sake of convenience for players, they made the world, even though the world got bigger, it got way smaller in the sense that like the universe grew but the way people travel and the way people need to go to areas and zones and everything just got extremely convenient. So it's like everything's just like you teleport here, you teleport there, you find a group through an automatic group finder, you join the group, you finish your dungeon, get your loot and you get out. It's kind of like more like a loot box almost instead of actually interacting with people, building a group together, starting a conversation. Hmm. Um, it's just like the universe is just so different. Um, and then there's all the systems, right, with how raids work with how loot works with all this stuff we're just this just is more my kind of game um and i think that's just how it is for a lot of people um is there any version of dota that you would go back to that you'd rather play yeah i think so uh there's no easy way to do that no there isn't but i don't think the current version of dota is the best we've ever had probably uh, it's always hard to say because it's, it's easy to have rose tinted goggles, right? And just think about, oh, mm-hmm. things were always better back then, blah, blah, blah. But um, I think a lot of people in Dota feel like there have been better patches in the past, right? Mm-hmm. There have also been worse patches by far. This is definitely not the worst we've had, but it's so difficult, right? And that's also the struggle you have with something like Dota is when you want to reinvent the game, you need to be creative and some things just miss the mark and then you kind of improve on them slowly right um but it's really really hard to do yep uh, but yeah something ab- about the whole nostalgia thing i've found that a lot of players in wow classic actually didn't play the vanilla game uh, there's a lot of the players that are playing now that are that would have been too young almost like people that are 20 that play wow classic right and they would have been four years old when the original game came out so it's not just older players that are returning for the nostalgia it's also just people that are like oh i've heard a lot of good of a lot of good stuff about this game let me try it and then they fall in love with it because it has things that 
honestly other games nowadays just don't have it's actually um, crazy how long wow has been out yeah and i feel fucking old and this game let me just say it really fucking holds up that's what's so impressive like a lot of people that's also that's probably what blizzard were worried about as well was that uh people are just you know they don't know what they want they're just being nostalgic or whatever but the player base speaks for itself right there are so many people like the game the game is actually just good and my hope with it is that when blizzard see this and see how popular classic is and what it does is that they try to understand what systems in this game it is that makes it so good so they can hopefully learn from that for both shadowlands and maybe for something like diablo even like that there's some things in this role-playing game that you can maybe you've lost along the way in in their games that gave them a lot of their soul right (laughs) when you see that that light at the end of the tunnel for blizzard then you see uh headlines to the fact of where they recently hired i don't know i'm just doing this off of memory they recently hired a high executive of some kind from the mlb which is like which is baseball which is a dead sport and he's the head of the esports division for blizzard or something to that effect it's like <clears throat> what the yeah. fuck? Like, this guy knows nothing about esports. Mm-hmm. Even the sport he comes from is a failure. No offense to anybody that likes baseball, but let's be real. It's a complete failure. I mean, we haven't even gotten to the drama with that sport, by the way. We should do that sometime. I don't really know that much about it, but apparently whoever won, I can't remember what team, was the Houston Astros or something like that? Some team in the last year or two literally <laughs> cheated to win, and they fa- we found out about this afterwards, and they've been punished. Isn't that unbelievable? <laughs> they literally cheated. Anyway... Back to the discussion at hand, Sindarin. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we can we can kind of finish off this topic now. So, the way we started out on this whole thing was Recful, mm-hmm. uh, who was a very, very one of the most famous players of the game of all time. He was one of the best PvPers, multiple times Gladiator in the retail version of the game. Um, and like we talked about a couple of podcasts ago, he took his own life because of severe. It was severe depression. Um, basically, I think that was mainly. With how it was explained uh, just yeah. had been struggling with it for very very long and just didn't find a way out of it which is super sad of course um so what blizzard did to honor him was he was a rogue player and he was very known for playing an amazing rogue uh, so they made him a rogue trainer in the game uh, and because he played there was a patch where one specialization so think of it like dota talents uh where you could you can specialize your character and he mm. there was a specialization that was widely considered the best and he played another one and was still rank one that season i believe playing an off spec uh or an off meta spec or whatever because he was just that fucking good um so therefore this trainer does not teach that line of of skills it only teaches the ones that he used which is you know a really cool little a little cool detail to put in there a lot yeah, of people were cool. celebrating that and saying it was a super Super cool thing to do. Um, so that's pretty awesome, of course. Yeah, that so is a really cool there. story. Very, very cool story. Yeah, thanks. You, you've enlightened me quite a bit because uh, I think I played a week of World of Warcraft in my entire life. When did you play it? Oh, ugh. maybe 10 years ago, 12 years ago. Okay. I'm not sure. Knowing you, during like a week free of playing or something. Knowing you, I think you would like WoW Classic more than the experience you would have had in 2010. I'm pretty sure about that. Possibly. It's way more. I don't like grindy stuff. I, I don't. I, I, I don't, really don't want to go too much. I, I could talk about. I could talk about it for half an hour. Why this game is so good as it but is. But having said that, South Park, the South Park WoW episode might be one of the greatest episodes of any show <laughs> of all time. <laughs> Holy uh, crap. If you guys have hilarious. not seen that, which I assume most of you had, that is oh, it is so fucking good. Mom, bathroom. I literally cry <laughs> every time I see that scene. Literally tears in my eyes. Okay. Uh now the next topic. <clears throat> How do we get started with this one? I have written Trump versus TikTok and WeChat. <laughs> oh yeah. So Donald Trump He just can't stop winning. He's gonna win this one too. <laughs> Uh, he has ordered, so I don't know how this came about. I know there actually are some concerns, uh, regarding, like even Joe Biden apparently has some concerns. I don't know. I'm not going to pretend to go into the, or to know all the details behind this. We had like the security issues with TikTok and all these Chinese based apps and whatnot. Um, so he's trying to ban it. Okay. He's trying to ban TikTok <clears throat> and WeChat, which WeChat in the U S yeah. not nearly as big. But, you know, a lot of families have to use it to be able to communicate with their family members back home in yep. China. 
Uh, but TikTok obviously enormous, which I'm not going to be a I'm going to be a boomer and say I don't understand TikTok. I don't get it. I never will. But anyway, uh, the orders will ban transactions between U.S. entities and the parent companies of TikTok and WeChat, which are ByteDance and, more importantly, for our discussion, Tencent. So, so does that? <clears throat> sorry, does that mean that people? Oh, wow! Ha! Um, oh, does that mean that? Uh, people are still the the apps are not banned, but financial use of the apps is banned. So if TikTok TikTok's free, right? It's free, so you can have it and use it, but you can't buy stuff since it says transactions. So based it's just, on it's the financial wording hit, that right? I've pasted in the sheet that you're reading, that's what it implies. Yes, but I can't say 100 percent for sure. Because when this came out, a lot of the news were just saying Trump is banning TikTok, but that's not what's happening then. I can't say just yes trying or to no. sanction i of. don't know right. i mean okay. i can only do so much reading on a topic that i really don't care at all about but uh <laughs> when it comes <laughs> the tiktok portion at least but it is interesting to talk about the fact that and i don't know how much power the president of the united states even has but uh he wants to ban the app he wanted to ban the app by july 31st but apparently microsoft <laughs> this is so weird microsoft is in talks to buy tiktok at least the u.s division of it or something and mm-hmm. they've talked to Trump, and he's allowed them until mid-September to try to negotiate. It's, what the fuck, dude? This is so weird. Uh, but uh, the, this is the thing to keep in mind. The administration... It's okay, because then it's an American company, so then it's fine. The administration told reporters it's not banning the popular Tencent-owned game, League of Legends, for example, but that's not remotely clear in the order. Uh, so, I'm again. I'm not going to say one one thing or another because we don't know all the details. And even if, again, I'm trying not to get political. But I guess this is true for either party anyway. Whatever the administration says says doesn't mean it's true, right? It, mm-hmm. Fucking politicians on both sides lie all the time. But let's list some ten cent games for those that don't know how far their reach is. Okay. Yeah. So ten cent games themselves, obviously, own 100% of themselves. Uh, Games like Arena of Valor, Honor of Kings, both pretty big games. They own, I actually don't know if this is 100%, but it says 100% on this. 100% of League of Legends, or 100% of Riot Games, which includes League of Legends, Valorant, all the games. I thought it was like a really high percentage, like 90-something. I didn't think it was 100, but either way, uh, they own that. They own 84% of Supercell, which is Clash Royale. They own 40% of Epic Games, which is Fortnite, Gears of War, etc., they own an undisclosed amount of Activision <laughs> Blizzard, which that could be large. It could who the fuck uh, knows these days. Overwatch, Starcraft, Hearthstone, World of Warcraft, Heroes of the Storm, etc. They, they own a big own, enough portion of Blizzard to make Diablo Immortal a reality. <laughs> yes, that's true. Just enough for the five percent of Ubi. Is it Ubisoft or Ubisoft? Ubisoft. Ubisoft, Ubisoft which is Rainbow Six. Yeah. They also own Huya. Billy Billy and Do You. I've heard of Huya and Do You before, not Billy Billy, but yeah. either way, those are enormous live streaming platforms. Like think of Twitch on crack. That's what uh those are yeah. essentially. Streaming is insanely big yes. in China. And games that are distributed in China, just to round it out, PUBG, Rocket League, FIFA, and NBA 2K. So again, we don't know if what the ban actually means necessarily from a technical aspect. We can speculate all we want, but it would have a huge domino effect if you were to ban even just purchases alone of yeah. these companies because a lot of these are very... I mean, League of Legends is... We all know. It's bigger than Dota, guys. You may hate it, but it's way bigger than Dota. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on this? Very weird situation as uh, I mean, this I, year has been. I don't, really know. I don't really know what to say. Add uh, it to the list. I guess, yeah. That's my, that's my, my <laughs> feeling about it. Add it to the list. Sounds good to me. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I supposedly, okay, so over. the thing we didn't say is I think the re- the reason that this is even happening was because of allegation of espionage, right? That TikTok was being used mm. uh, for espionage against the US, right? I seem like I remember hearing that that is what I don't what remember hearing the, the actual thing. word espionage, but yes, along those lines, like spying on I, I think on it was something and... like that. So yeah, sure. just getting data from US citizens and getting information and that... Apparently, something in it was illegal or undisclosed what they were gathering of people uh, in terms of data. Uh, but maybe the administration thinks that if Microsoft buys it, that will all be great. So uh, they will 
maybe change the data policy or whatever it is. Uh, yeah. But it's not just because some person in the administration just hates Chinese video games or TikTok. They just don't get it. I don't get TikTok, so let's just remove it. Like that's <laughs> it's something bigger than that. And no, okay. I can't speak to I can't speak to how true it is, right? I don't know no, no, no. anything that, about how much. There's this definitely is worth, some I'm sure there's some truth to this for sure. But to say that it's not politicians just saying they don't like an app I mean that is Trump's All right, let's not go there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to go there again. It's just going to be a never-ending thing, but that is his MO for the most part. But again, there might be a lot of truth to this as well. So, All right, last thing before we get to the Patreon mailbag, Cinderman. I know a lot of people don't want to hear about this, but I, I want to give my personal feedback or enlightenment okay. or whatever. The Valorant Phase Clan Invitational, which is a $50,000 prize pool, I believe, so not enormous, but it's been the biggest tournament for Valorant thus far. I watched literally every single game of the playoff stage. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, it Valorant is so fun to watch as a former Counter-Strike player. It is so much more fun to watch. I mean, Counter-Strike is fun to watch as well, don't get me wrong. But to play and watch, I have... It has been really good. It's actually made me want to try casting at some point, but we'll see how that goes. Oh. Um, but... For the people that are interested in the updates for Valorant, which might not be many, uh, Team Solo Mid ended up taking out Sentinels in a 3-2 Grand Finals in a very epic fashion. Uh, In the upper bracket, they also faced each other, and they went to, I believe it was like five overtimes Mm. to decide that series. Like, really close games. Uh, One weird thing about the the bracket, I want to talk to you about this briefly. The... I'm not sure what they do in Counter-Strike now that I think about it, but the mm-hmm. upper bracket finalists actually had a game lead to start. We've seen this in Dota yeah. like earlier on, but I'm pretty sure yeah. that's been cut out completely. Dota doesn't do it anymore. Yeah. What, what's the, I mean, I don't like it, but what's the reason they stopped? Is it just public percep- public feedback? or? Uh, I think one of the concerns was that the finals could just be too fast, right? Too like yeah. you get to the grand finals, it's supposed to be really exciting. And then the finals can be over after an hour and a half. Uh, I think the reason TI didn't do it was because they wanted spectacular finals. Right. Uh, mm. And it, it was kind of the way I remember it, it was still a thing that Dota one tournaments did when TI one came about, obviously, which was the first Dota two tournament. Uh, it started shifting after that that one game leads kind of started phasing out relatively shortly after. I think Starladder kept doing it for a while, just as a fairness principle, where they were like, well, if you're in the lower bracket, you've lost a life. Uh, and if you come from the upper bracket, you haven't lost a life. So you should have an, a life advantage, so to speak, in the finals. Um, the way you did that in, I believe it was StarCraft Brood War, right? Was that you, were, you weren't up one game. You were up one best of three. Hmm. So the te- the player that came from the upper bracket needed to win one best of three, and the guy that came from the lower needed to win two best of threes. So they needed to take the life away of the other player first and then beat yeah. him leveled, I think, yeah. something like that. That was also weird. Um, which, honestly, logically, it makes a lot of sense to me, uh, but it might just not be a very good format. Um, I think part... Yeah. My guess is that over time, they will not do this as a consistent thing. I think maybe one of the reasons is they don't feel like... <clears throat> if you're the winner, you don't have a big enough advantage of just choosing a map or choosing a side, maybe. Uh, there's also only four maps in the entire game right now. So you'd have to, mm. if you go to five games, you'd have to play another map twice, which is a bit weird. I right. still would rather that have not been the game lead. I think I just don't like that concept at all. But suffice to say, Cinderin, um, Valorant, or the streaming for that tournament totaled about 120K live viewership. So they did very not well bad. for themselves. Uh, still very early on. And I mean, I personally, like you guys know me, I've talked a lot of shit about Overwatch. I have no doubt that this game is going to be enormous. Like really no doubt at all. It is very, very good. And if you're into Counter-Strike and you don't mind a little abilities on a site, again, I'm just going to rephrase what I was saying back in the day. When I played Counter-Strike in like just for fun in like pub servers, they would have these little mods that would kind of add like Warcraft abilities. And that's, that was a lot of fun. A lot of people had fun with that stuff. And when Overwatch was first announced, I was really excited because before I looked into it, I was like, oh, this is ex- it could just be like Counter-Strike, 
with those abilities. That sounds amazing. But it ended up being more towards TF2, which I know there's a lot of people like TF2. I personally, Team Fortress Classic, I did like, but once they progressed to TF2, I just wasn't a fan um, of any of it, really. So that's why I'm not a fan of Overwatch. But Valorant, it just takes my the thing that I loved from back in the day, which I know a lot of people did as well, and has put it in a really cool package. So I'm excited for the future of that game. Um, yep. Okay, we have... I think we have time for... Yeah, we'll do both of these Patreon mailbag questions. So, first, we have a question from Lucky Bert for the mailbag, and you can take a different angle on it if you want. Is there any country in the world you are really curious in and want to visit and didn't so far, or is there a country you visited and was surprised how different it is, uh, perhaps having different expectations? And by visiting, I mean really spent time there not being there for only Dota-related stuff. Do you have anything, Sindarin? Um, I think... So, we went to... Um, I think sometimes it can be a little bit difficult to to know truly what your expectations are going to a country, right? Like, mm. But I, what I will say is the last... Uh, <clears throat> the last big... Was that the last or the second last big holiday I went on? I don't know. Uh, or what well, big holiday? But holiday I went on with my girlfriend. We went to Iceland and it was fucking amazing. Uh, it's like... I would say you go in with these expectations. You're like, okay, nature is going to be very different. You've heard stories of of landscapes and obviously the the different, you know, environment there and everything. But that was something special. Um, so definitely, Iceland for me was. I, I was I was surprised. Just I was surprised how amazing it was. I would say mm-hmm. uh, when we went on some of the tours there and saw nature, it's actually just incredible because it's like, you know, you see these nature programs on TV or whatever, but it's just something else to be there and experience uh it's not even it's like it's it's an hour and a half flight or something from denmark and it's just a totally different world uh so that was it was really really cool to experience that i would uh, love country in the world i'm curious sure. to go to i've heard so much good stuff about singapore i think i would really love to try to go there because so i'm mm. i'm a, i'm hugely into good food and i've heard that <laughs> food over there is amazing uh right. i've heard that there's a lot of very interesting culture to see there as well. I've, I've only been to Asia twice. No, three, three times. I've been to Shanghai twice and I've been to, uh, the Philippines once, um, Manila, the Manila major. You've been there too. Yeah. Um, I was there with you. So I've Asia, I haven't seen much of, um, and I would, I would love to go there sometime just for leisure. Right. But it is a long journey just to go there for a holiday. Um, yeah, so far, it's only been work-related going there. I think, yeah, from my perspective, I actually have an interesting answer. Uh, not that yours wasn't interesting. I would actually <laughs> think Iceland you. sounds amazing, but I've heard a lot of good things about Iceland. It sounds uh, like a place I would love to visit. But um, yeah, in my adult life, I haven't had much, like since I, since I joined Dota Cinema, basically, I've not had an actual quote-unquote vacation. Um, but when I was a kid, we traveled a lot. Lived in the Middle East, and I believe by the time I was 10, I'd already traveled to like extensively like 25 plus countries at that point, which for an wow. American is like astronomically is high. Um, I think the top three for as a kid, so this will give perspective as a kid and then mm-hmm. an adult. Uh, my three favorite places were Malaysia. I remember, again, I was just a little kid, so not that many memories. I remember going up like these long steps where a bunch of wild monkeys are just hanging out uh, and you went to like a little temple where they have all these drugged up snakes and I put them around my neck, even though I'm not a big fan of snakes, but still really cool experience. Uh, Kenya was, I could tell this story another time, almost died in Kenya, but I loved the experience. (laughs) Uh, Like safari and stuff like that. Kenya is such a cool place. And then the third, which I've mentioned before, where we lived for six months was Cyprus, which I absolutely love Cyprus. Such a cool place. Um, but that was just as a kid. So as an adult, like I said, I did have done a lot of traveling as well just for Dota events. And a lot of times, like for the Philippines, for example, I would love to go visit again. But during the event, we basically did nothing but stay indoors because we were with the team and we just were working. Just can't, it's I also really think going, going to the Philippines during that time, yeah, it's not time. fun to be a tourist either. Yeah, like the true. weather was just unbearable. Was, that's called, you couldn't have gone outside and done something. That weather, I would equate, I would probably label it as ball sweat hot, right? Because you, you would literally go outside, go outside 
Yeah, I, I've never experienced, I don't remember experiencing that any other time before in my life that I would literally go outside the door and the first thing, my first instinct after going outside the door is I need to wash my hands, like mm. instantly, because everything just, it was so humid and so hot, it just like stuck to you instantly, it was very uncomfortable. And right. standing outside having a conversation for two minutes, I started feeling uh, uncomfortable and needing to go inside. I guess. Oh, poor Cinder. Yeah, it it's, it's pretty crazy. Hot. But as an adult, like I said, only been like from events, I would say Croatia is by far the pl- best place that I've been uh, because I actually got to hang out. That was with, that was at Dota Pit uh, with so the team. So was that team. in Split? Um, or which Split? city was it? Where was it? I feel like Dota Pit was in Split. I, I know right. we tra- I know that split was one so. of the locations we went to. I don't know if that was the end location. It might have been. But anyway, uh, the team, we were with DC at the time. They bombed out of the tournament really fast. <laughs> so that provided me a lot of opportunity to just go experience the culture and went mm-hmm. with Nikki and Neil and his girlfriend were there. And we just hung out for a couple of days. It was oh, so nice. It reminded me of, of Cyprus as well. It was so nice. So I wish I could do mm-hmm. that at more events. And then places that I wish I could visit... Uh, Iceland would definitely be on the list. Um, I've been a lot of places like Thailand. I've been to like a lot of SEA countries. I would probably pick Australia. Um, it just sounds like a cool place to visit. Sydney, just check out the sites. Uh, maybe not in the summer because it sounds, I mean, again, I've come from Arizona. Maybe I'll like the heat. Not sure. I'm just scared of the, like the, not the scorpions, but I guess they have scorpions as well, but like the tarantulas that are running around there freaking toxic everything kills you in australia apparently okay second question and the one we'll end the episode on from puko my birthday's this tuesday happy birthday sir actually that's today happy birthday today happy birthday which made me come up with this mailbag question what's the most meaningful gift you've ever received or given i'm gonna say received because i don't give gifts syndrome (laughs) my gift of friendship to you might be the best thing oh do you have anything that comes to mind I have to get up to get mine because I forgot about this question. Okay, while you think... See, I, I, did, I did have time to think about this in advance and I didn't come up with anything. And now I need to think on the spot as okay, well. Okay. I'm, oh. I'm literally going to go like two seconds away to pick something up and I'll be back. So you can keep the VOD or the, the podcast people entertained for a sec. Okay, I'll make weird faces. Did you think of anything, Cinderin? Are you still... Th- you haven't even said anything? What? What is wrong with you? Okay. I'll go first. It gives you some time to think. So, I don't know why this meant so much to me, honestly. Like, I think back and it's like... It's a toy, technically. But for some reason, it took me so off guard. And these things mean so much to me. So, as you guys know, we were very heavily involved in the workshop early on. Uh, we came out with a Sven set, which was, I believe, our first set that we got in. That was a big deal for us. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, Natio and I and the team and Nikki actually concepted the original character, made a centaur set. So she got me this for Christmas one year. Hold on. Let me get this thing back in here. God dang, it's not cooperating, Cinderin. But here you go. You can see the Sven. His sword actually fits, but I can't get it to work right now. He's got his sword here. Even his mask comes off. So fucking oh, cool. Nice. I love this thing. And then, even better, is my boy Centaur. These things are so fucking cool, man. I love this gift. Definitely the best gift I've ever had. Uh, unless I go back to when I was a kid and I would literally cry over getting a like in a Super Nintendo or something. <laughs> yeah. As an adult, for some reason, these toys were amazing. All right. Let me get something that's hanging on the wall that I'm not oh. showing on camera. Because I do have stuff hanging in my room. Just, of course, not in the camera shot. So it's gotten to the point where Cinderin is forced to just pick some random shit out of his room that he's going to pretend is the most meaningful no. gift he's ever received. No. Oh, no, this was. Okay. So this was the one that came to mind, especially because it came out of nowhere. Like this didn't have anything to do with my birthday or anything like that. It was just. Uh, 
I believe this was either the first time Maruna visited me or the second time that she made this. I don't know. Can you see it on the camera? Oh, she made like elemental. She made made this Bane portrait, and I don't know what this kind of uh, I don't know what this kind of thing is called because it's not a painting. It's made with like these. I don't remember what the the process is called. It's like if I hold it up close, you can probably see it's like flaky, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know what the art style is called. Um, but yeah, she just brought this for me. I had no idea. She was just visiting and she brought this for, because she thought I would love it, which, you know, that's great. I feel like when you give gifts, when it's not like how to say giving gifts that are not expected, it's just, you know, you go above and beyond and do something extra just because you care for someone. Uh, so Mm -hmm. to me, getting gifts when it's not your birthday or Christmas or whatever is, is a bit different, I guess, because there's less of a, there's no expectation, right? You just do it because you want to. So this one is really cool. I've had it hanging in my room basically the whole time since then. We've lived in many different places, but this one always goes up when I can. Yeah. I thought the I reason you back. you really liked it is because it reminds you of your nightmarish uh, childhood. But Bottom. that's because Bane is fucking awesome. Okay, uh, <laughs> Cinderin, have you seen in Bruges? Have you done me the favor no. of a lifetime? Thank but, you so much. Listen up. There was oh. a really good suggestion in chat, Shannon. Okay, I'm sure it was. How great. about this? <laughs> you play World of Warcraft Classic for a week. What the fuck? No. And I watch horrible. in Bruges. Wow, you're such a bad friend. Why wouldn't you do that for me when I, I say pl- it's really good? Why don't you play Valorant? I've I asked you a year and a half ago. What do you mean? Why is it always you making demands? Because you don't care about anything, Cinderin. I have a deep respect for you. I would never. Resi- <laughs> I would. I would install World of Warcraft for you. I would not play, but I would install wow. it. At the very <laughs> That's great. Okay, I will. You I will rent acquire, the movie and don't. I will <laughs> acquire the movie and have it lying around. How about you that? Can, I'll do hey, that for you. That's a first step. Okay, you buy the movie, you show it to me on stream, so I have proof, and then we'll get to the step where you actually <laughs> fucking watch it at some point. All right. Anyway, thanks for watching, guys. Uh, look forward to the great. Uh, battle pass stuff that I'm sure is coming this week. And remember, Cinder and I will be casting the final time for us of the Omega League on Thursday at 4 a.m. PST my time. We're doing a double BO3. Double so, whammy. Until next time, Suns fans, Cinder and signing out. Have a good one, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. We say things that don't mean anything But thanks for listening Yeah.